This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is sponsored by ArtBase. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? We think so. Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. You just enter your data once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com now to learn more and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Over the past 12 years, the Art Tactic podcast has grown to be a leading art market podcast. Each week we share an exclusive in-depth interview with a key art world insider. As we move into a new phase of programming, we want our broadcast to be listener-supported and create content that you want to hear, not what we think you want to hear. You can support us by visiting contribute.to slash arttactic. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. We launched this podcast in 2009, and throughout the years, we've interviewed several founders of art startups. Just like startups in every other industry, some thrive and others don't make it, unfortunately. Something we haven't seen before in the art industry, though, is an accelerator specifically focused on art tech startups. But now one exists named Fuel Arts, and it's co-founded by Dennis Belkovich. So we wanted to have Dennis on to tell us about how an accelerator works, and we also touch on where he thinks there are significant innovation opportunities within the art market, as well as how art startups have generally fared in the past. We hope you enjoy this interesting conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Dennis, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thank you so much for inviting, Adam. Of course. So I think accelerators are becoming more common, but I think a lot of people, maybe a lot of our listeners still aren't familiar with what exactly they are and how they work. So tell us, how does uh, your accelerator work? How do you pick companies to include in it? And how do you help them develop or accelerate their businesses? Thank you for the question, uh, Adam. So first of all, what are accelerators, what they are created for? I would call Accelerator an MBI for a startup. Uh, acceleration increases the survival rate of startups, preventing them from various mistakes. Also, a good accelerator provides investment possibilities. All graduating startups present their improved decks at the demo day in front of investors. So, simply said, Accelerator combines two important roles, a mentor and an investor relation manager. For its services, Accelerator doesn't take fees, but stakes in the startups. So Fuel Arts, uh, as you mentioned, is the first dedicated art and tech and NFT startup accelerator, which means we uncover the potential of startups in art, tech, and NFT, helping startups adapt their business models to shifting market demands. Fuel Arts was founded in 2019 in New York, together with the former COO of Christie's Americas and ex-senior vice president of Artnet, Roxana Zarnegar. Um, our mission is to make the art market more efficient, transparent, and uh, accessible. Mm, the Accelerator provides tools to support founders of art tech startups. First, it provides mentorship 
from the experts experienced in finance, development, supply chain, and go-to-market strategy. Also, thanks to our investment partner, Amadeo Global, we have a big and constantly developing network of investors whom we are presenting our startups to. So we presented our business model in the Deloitte Art and Finance Report 2019. And soon after, we faced with a pandemic that unfortunately affected all the businesses and spheres of our life. Uh, our accelerator had to reinvent its approach to educating startups. We worked with uh, four art tech startups in a private acceleration mode for the last uh, 18 months. So together, we were witnessing the changes in the art world, finding market fit on the fast-changing market. And our digital demo day took place on October 28th uh, this year, and we presented the results of this uh, extensive work. And the next batch of Fuel Arts uh, 2022 will consist of two cohorts. The first one is uh, pre-acceleration. It will take place online in March 2022. Uh, it will be a course for one month for those who who's on the level, uh, let's say, from idea to prototype. The main aim of this course will be helping young entrepreneurs to find the market fit for their idea. The course will be divided into brick and mortar and NFT groups, depending on the idea of the startup. And the second cohort uh, is called General Acceleration. It will start in July and will last uh, three months. Its students will be startups of the level so-called from prototype to MVP. Um, in other words, with the minimal product ready, having some positive traction, customer development, and of course, cash flow. And uh, by the end of 2022, Fuel Arts intends to add a business add-on as a venture capital fund. That would give us a possibility to not only um, educate existing startups, but also invest in later stage art tech and NFT companies, as well as work with um, young stage companies as a VC company builder, uh, simply saying, initiating startups inside the fuel arts. And finally, as a part of our mission in February 2022, Fuel Arts will publish a global report focusing on challenges and opportunities in the art and tech market. Uh, this document will include an analysis of the already existing startups, current funding opportunities, forecasts for the coming year, and uh, interviews with industry leaders. Well, thanks so much for explaining all of that, and it sounds like you have a lot going on over the next year. Tell us about some of the startups who have graduated from your accelerator already that you're really excited about. The first batch of Fuel Arts uh, included four startups, for instance, VART. Uh, it is a platform designed to exhibit, sell, and collect digital art. Uh, VART recently raised uh, 150000 of investment and received several investment proposals uh, right after the Fuel Arts demo day. We're also excited to share that in September, VART launched a new NFT marketplace. The other demo day participants included NFT art inventory app called Arterium, a platform that gamifies art investment called Saturn, and an exchange platform for artworks and goods called Fresh or Trash. 
after the demo day, the two startups have received uh, $50,000 from Fularts, and I'll be happy to tell you more about each of them. So the first one is Arterium. It is an NFT inventory and index app. The idea behind Arterium is very simple. An average NFT collector buys NFTs at, uh, let's say, 50 different marketplaces, but he misses one specially designed space for viewing and maintaining his collection. Um, NFT collectors must visit all these marketplaces, which takes a lot of time. Also, they don't know how much is their collection worth and what are the perspective of the artists they purchased. So Arterium solves these issues. It provides, first, one secured interface that assembles all the NFT collection. And second, a unique NFT index that shows collections value in real time. So with Arterium, an NFT collector knows the best time to sell his assets and generate profit, both financial and social. The second startup additionally granted by Fuel Arts is Saturn. Uh, it is a platform for investments in artistic careers. Uh, it is a combination of uh, art investment and gamification. As we know, as a result of pandemic, the players of the art market have changed. Uh, let's say galleries lost many of the older collectors while the new generation of collectors came to the art market. Gen Z, for instance, came from gaming industry to the art market. And today, today's galleries don't know the effective ways to communicate with them. Gen Z, as we know from a brilliant art tactic webinar held in summer 2020, so Gen Z have four main investment habits. They want control, support, gamification of their investment and social benefits by uh, showing off their activities. And Saturn provides a relief to all the market players connecting Gen Zs with art galleries. So Gen Z can support a real artist like a game hero receiving both financial and social profit and galleries get a new funding vehicle for their artists. And so you're obviously very entrenched in this space. I'm curious, where do you think there is significant innovation opportunity within the art market? Adam, thank you for a great question. You know, until... 2020, our tech startups had mainly focused on four categories. Transactions, which means marketplaces and payment systems. Collection management, which includes logistics, storage, expertise. Information, which means databases of auctions and artist marketing activities, financial benchmarks and machine learning. And research and development, which includes educational projects and services like uh, the Shazam art for identifying songs, but tailored to the art sphere. With the pandemic, two new categories emerged. Visualization, including AR, VR, MR, and online viewing rooms, and gamification, which means bringing a game element into all existing areas of the art market, including the emergence of specialized online games. So in our opinion, these are the major art and tech market growth points today, especially since over time they will start integrating with other areas and creating dynamic hybrid categories. Also, they appeal to younger buyers, uh, as we know, the most desirable but unreachable clients on the art market. 
And today we are witnessing a generational shift in the art world in general. The silent generation, the main buyers whose tastes were shaped in the 1960s, 70s, are being replaced by the millennials and Gen Z. These new collectors, uh, as we know, combine an investor's acumen with a desire for transparency and fun. So the silent generation's collecting culture was based on a deep knowledge of art history, while young buyers are guided by the artist's promotional activities on social media mostly. And digital art, including NFTs, is the entry point to the art market. Uh, today, the physical worlds of art and the digital worlds are like two separate planets, each of them with uh, you know, their own players, values, and uh, let's say codes of conduct. So the main question concerning the market now is how easily these two worlds could merge. And I personally believe that big data and instruments that will help to create, manage, and sell NFTs are uh, just a few options for investors who are looking to take advantage on the art tag boom. Let me enumerate some of the market's most promising growth areas. First, multi-gallery platforms. Uh, digital marketplaces such as New York City-based uh, online brokerage Artsy are well positioned for growth. These platforms attract online shoppers with a continuous change of offers as well as a dynamic informative way to represent art. Collectors also prefer marketplaces to the static online auctions offer, offered by most galleries today. And uh, marketplaces have benefited most from the NFT hype. Uh, let's say sales of uh, digital collectibles surged to uh, 10.7 billion in quarter three, up from 1.3 billion in quarter two, 2021. The second one is visualization. As we said earlier, until 2020, VR and AR projects in the art industry often lacked a clear business strategy since uh, they were primarily favored uh, by nonprofit institutions, museums, uh, foundations, or private collectors. And the pandemic fast-tracked the creation of new tools such as All World, which is a platform allowing artists to upload and sell their work via augmented reality. Number three, gamification. Uh, starting with the gamification of NFTs in museum collections to attract Gen Zs, uh, gamification is a new powerful trend to explore. Uh, let's say during the pandemic, gamers have been transitioning into artistic spaces, importing their tastes, preferences, and budgets into those spaces as well. This trend seems uh, promising, and I believe it is here to stay for long. Number four, art analytics. Technology for predicting artists' future sales without auction history is evolving. Uh, collectors can now receive insights based on large amounts of data. Uh, for instance, in 2020, Philips Auction House uh, announced an exclusive partnership with ArtTicker, a new market tracking tool analyzing artist trends that can affect how artworks are uh, appraised. Uh, so identifying the correlation between NFT prices and the physical art world would be the next step for those tracking tools. 
And number five, risk management. In 2021, uh, new financial instruments for the art industry emerged, including uh, known auction guarantees, resale of liabilities, and various art derivatives. So these tools are in demand among experienced investors. But the booming digital collectibles market is also in desperate need of risk assessment tools. Uh, in the future, investors can expect more transparency regulation for NFTs, as well as more opportunities for art and fintech in whole. And in conjunction with the art market strengthening over the past years and also becoming a more global marketplace, are you seeing a broader interest from investors in investing in the art space, specifically in the art startup space? Yes, we do. We really see that. Uh, as a result of the pandemic, the world understood that uh, business models must be flexible. They should be able to easily move between the physical and virtual worlds. And from now on, art and technology will develop together as industries in a symbolic relationship. For instance, Deloitte Art and Finance Report from 2021 defines technologies as catalysts to reduce investment risk and increase transparency. So in the first six months of the pandemic, art sellers and collectors were pushed into digital space. Uh, fairs, went online, galleries mastered virtual reality and auction houses offered mixed bids combining art with luxury goods and dinosaur skeletons. As a result, the demand for innovation in the art market increased. So this situation attracted startups and venture capital. For instance, according to Crunchbase from 2000 to 2019, Art tech startups received 640 million in direct investments. In 2020-21 alone, Art tech received 510 million, which is 80% of the industry's total investment over the last two decades. So startups and their technologies were bought out by art market powerhouses, large galleries, and venture capitalists. Let's say top auction houses and dealers have made a considerable investment into art tech during the pandemic. In 2020, Aquavella Galleries invested 10 million in NFT marketplace foundation app. The second example is uh, the most recent one. Sotheby's invested 20 million in seed round in the NFT studio Mojito, which will help them creating their own Sotheby's metaverse. So this step proves that digital art and crypto are important for the top art market players. But with art market players getting involved too, we are seeing a lot of excitement around art tech from institutional investors and the venture capital world. For instance, the Masterworks platform that offers fractional ownership of art, which was launched back in uh, 2017. But in October 2021, Masterworks received a 110 million investment in round A, led by uh, Left Lane Capital, an institutional investor, who saw the platform's potential amid growing interest in NFT. So when digital assets are finally legalized, Masterworks will have a chance to become to become one of the market leaders. 
and another art tech startup, blockchain.art, uh, recently closed pre-seed funding this May with a six-figure investment round. The investment round was led by James Murdoch, a venture capital investor. So why art and tech attracts venture capitals so much? Looking back at statistics, we see that art tech startups are most robust when it comes to investment attractiveness. The successful exit ratio proves that the number of acquisitions for art companies is four times higher than the market average in different areas. Also, the art tech market has the potential to bring a substantial return on startup investments. Historically, traditional art would only generate from three to 5% of internal rate of return, but for art and tech startups, like the one selected by Fuel Arts, we're looking at a return above 25%. And I'm wondering, have art startups mostly been excluded from traditional accelerators? And if so, why? Uh, Adam, a great question. I should include my personal story here. So as we know, accelerators increase the startup survival rate in eight times, let's say from 3% to 25%. And uh, experienced investors know these statistics. So back in 2017, when I had my own art tech startups, I heard from investors, have you passed an accelerator? Have you passed an accelerator? If not, go to one and then come back. So. I faced two main problems. Uh, in most museum-run programs like the New Inc. from the New Museum, New York, or LACMA Tech Lab from LACMA Museum, uh, Los Angeles, they ended up uh, stifling art business ideas. At the same time, traditional accelerators like Y Combinator or Techstars rarely understand art and end up trying to reinvent the Uber or Tinder or Airbnb, which is familiar to them. So their position is driven by financial factors. Uh, let's say inviting an art startup means involving new mentors specialized in this market, which means additional research and costs. So when I tried to apply to museum-based incubators, I was offered to exclude fintech focusing mostly on curatorial practices. And uh, while applying to fintech accelerators, I heard, Dennis, your idea is promising, but please exclude art. And uh, Fuel Arts provides a unique platform and program which focuses on art tech and fintech. So we offer a community and purpose for talented art tech entrepreneurs. We're aiming to make the art world a better place for creating and sharing artistic, financial, and technical ideas in whole. In other words, we are creating a metaverse for art tech startups. And lastly, I'm wondering, do you care who invests in your companies as long as they're getting investments? Is there something unique about the art market that makes it so you maybe prefer certain types of investors over others? A great question, Adam, and uh, most of the startups, unfortunately, forget about the importance of involving and inviting right investors. Of course, in Fuel Arts, we do care who invests into Arctic startups and uh, even include a special investment relations course for the entrepreneurs into our batches. 
So finding the right investor is a key to success. Um, at the same time, staying with a toxic investor could lead to misunderstanding and startups failure even uh, on the later stages. So let me give an example. The best way for the startups at early stage is to find so-called smart money, which means an angel investor who will continue helping entrepreneurs besides direct financial investment. Let's say by using his network to enter the market, uh, accelerating customer development or finding the next investment round, the first investor the first smart money investor should share the values of the startup as well as believe in the numbers and milestones projected in its pitch deck. And in most cases, this person should be familiar with the art world and the art market, or at least have a passion and uh, respect towards creative process. Let's reveal the numbers of uh, previous investors into art tech. Uh, so from 2000 to 2019, there were four groups of investors putting their money into startups on the verge of art and technologies. Institutional investors, 38%. Art strategists, including auction houses, collectors, and art dealers, 33%. Technology companies like Google and Oracle, 24%. And the rest are crowdfunding campaigns known as ICOs, 5%. So in other words, professional investors and art collectors and strategists seem, seem to trust young companies uh, the most. The latter were mainly driven by the same logic as uh, you know, when people invest into works of art. So by financing art startups, they wanted to stay in tune with fast-changing art market or enter the market via this channel. Uh, I mean, a difference between buying a basket for 110 million and investing around 1 million into a young technological project presented almost similar opportunities. You got a VIP ticket to the art fairs and private parties, as well as an invitation to a new circle of business contacts and network. So many also kept in mind the fact that a no-name startup in 2008 got three 500,000 checks from the three art dealers, Gagosian, Swirner, and Aquavella. The name of the startup appeared a year later, and it's widely known today, it's Artsy. So since that time, the leading art dealers in the world learned about online art transactions, online customer behavior, and market trends first as minority shareholders of the arts enterprise. And as a result, those galleries and dealers became the most tech-savvy and prepared in the face of pandemic. And uh, the pandemic, of course, changed the investor approach towards arts and tech startups. Uh, since 2020 and until now, the market is divided between institutional investors and art strategists, uh, approximately 45% each. Crowdfunding campaigns are gone, and the 10% of investments left coming from the tech companies, uh, they represent game industry. 
So what's interesting, uh, institutional investors, mostly VCs, are looking for opportunistic investments. And the R strategists mostly care about their sustainability, focusing on acquiring the new technology or the team while investing in R tech startup. Uh, personally, I would compare that with investments in ultra-contemporary art and old masters and impressionists, two different approaches. Uh, not to mention the strategists. Uh, strategists, we know, is a large company, a market leader who, if interested in your startups, acquires it for the purpose of either including its technologies into their core business or to wipe it from the market when it has a competing spin-off himself. So in recent years, the strategists acquired startups, R-Tech startups, because of the teams that run them. Such teams could be vested with new product, products or projects uh, and the original idea will be scrapped. So we can easily enumerate the art market strategies. Uh, Sotheby's, Christie's, uh, Philips, uh, Artnet, ArtPrice, uh, then up to 10 mega galleries and art fairs and uh, large art-related service providers like UBS Bank or AXA Art Insurance. So historically, for any startup, the best exit strategy is to be acquired by a strategist. However, most startups prefer to first approach the investors whose number multiply the further the entrepreneur moves along the axle of investment rounds, I mean, money raising stages. So by the time a startup becomes lucrative for a strategist, it looks more like, uh, you know, a spaghetti of various shareholders with a complex ownership structure. So when such startups are acquired, the founders get almost nothing in profits, which burn down the attempt to satisfy its initial investors. So at Fuel Arts, we're staying in continuous contact with the art market strategists holding group meetings with the market leaders and asking them about their pains that gives us additional confidence that the startups we're choosing for the batches will be needed to the strategies in the future. Also, we've set up a series of online webinars with the art tech investors, LPs and VCs. Uh, we organized those webinars in order to clarify the investment attractiveness to the institutional investors and uh, making the investment relation pipeline clearer to the young art and tech startups, because we strongly believe that information is key to success. Dennis, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. It was really interesting to learn about your accelerator and hearing your thoughts on the art and tech startup space. If our listeners want to learn more about Fuel Arts or maybe even uh, submit a proposal and participate, what's the website they can visit? Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Art Tactic, for uh, supporting the art market throughout the uh, quarantine, throughout the pandemic. Uh, please stay tuned with uh, Fuel Arts. We're always ready to uh, support the Art Tech Society. Welcome to our Fuel Arts Metaverse. Welcome to the website, fuelarts.com, subscribing where, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, to our weekly analytics, to our Telegram channel, and to know more about our batches, about our cohorts, and about the educational and accelerational program of Fuel Arts. Thank you. Stay tuned and uh, trust in our tech. 
We want to thank ArtBase for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. All you do is enter your data once, and you use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and a bunch more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used in the cloud from any location on any device. So go to ArtBase.com now to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. 